New tonight, Nancy Pelosi responding to her, her successor in the House, coming after Kevin McCarthy today, defended not holding a full vote in the House before he launched his impeachment inquiry into President Biden, citing the way that Pelosi launched her impeachment inquiry into then-President Trump in 2019. This is what she told Anderson Cooper. No, it was completely not true. We had a few weeks where we had to make our case, and, and at, I had signed six chair, committee chairs to get the information and the rest, and that then prepared us to bring the bill to the floor. They've had, what, nine months of collecting information. They have nothing. For a response to that and more tonight, I am joined by Florida Republican Congressman Mike Waltz. Congressman, thank you for being here. Speaker McCarthy did say 11 days ago this wasn't going to happen without a full House vote. And then, as you know, he did so without a full House vote. Do you know what changed? Well, look, I think at the end of the day, one of the things about Speaker McCarthy is he listens uh, to his rank and file members. And there are many of us, me included, uh, that thought the evidence was so overwhelming, uh, number one. And number two, you know, I hope Speaker Pelosi also took credit in that interview for breaking decades and decades of precedent. Uh, we told her at the time uh, that if you break this precedent, kind of, you know, the Pandora's box is open. She did anyway. We told Harry Reid, uh, you know, 10, 12 years ago that if he broke precedent and and uh, started confirming judges uh, without going to a filibuster that, you know, that that was going to let Pandora's box out as well. That's why precedent matters in our system. Uh, and Speaker McCarthy's uh, following it. But what changed in the 11 days? I mean, 11 days ago, he said he would not do this without a full vote in the people's house. 11 days later, he did it. Well, I think he he suggested that. I think a lot of people, uh, you know, a lot of people say a lot of things. Uh, there are a lot of considerations that went into it. Uh, but at the end of the day, uh, look, Caitlin, the, the evidence here is just so overwhelming. Uh, we're not entering articles of impeachment. Uh, today, what we're doing is an enhancing an investigation and giving it greater legal standing. Uh, yeah, well, and between the 150 suspicious activity reports, between the shell companies, between the whistleblowers, between the testimony from his uh, from Hunter Biden's business partners that show that Joe Biden completely lied and to the we'll, American people we'll on multiple occasions, I don't know what more evidence we need to go down that road. In terms of what specifically went into Kevin McCarthy's uh, calculation. Uh, I'm not sure uh, because I, for one, was one saying there is plenty of evidence to say we need an enhanced investigation. Well, Congressman, we'll get into what you're saying justifies this in a moment. But I'm just curious how you personally feel about this, because in 2019, when Trump was being impeached and Pelosi did not call that full vote, as you noted, you said something this important deserves members of the House to go on the record and vote. But you said that Pelosi and Adam Schiff were clearly not concerned with fairness or transparency. If fairness and transparency was important to you then, is it in, isn't it important now? Yeah, sure. And, you know, I mean, you could make an argument like I was, I, we could go back as far as you want, Caitlin. We can make an argument that we should still have uh, 60 votes in the Senate before we go to judges. But once you break that precedent, once you change uh, what has been the established norms and rules, then those are changed forever. Uh, that's what Speaker Pelosi did. Uh, and that's, you know, that's now the norms and the rules going forward.
Okay, well, it just was confusing because he said it 11 days ago they wouldn't do it. But uh, speaking of the actual what's at the heart of this, the impeachment inquiry, you, you speak about the evidence that you have. Well, there but hang on, three... hang on, Kate. If, if we want to hang on, if we want to stick with this, Speaker Pelosi also, and I hope you pull that up, said that impeachment needs to be fully bipartisan. It needs to be thoughtful. There needs to be plenty of evidence. I mean, she said a lot of things uh, before she then went to impeachment proceedings Number the first time, basically on a phone call transcript, and then the second time without zero investigation. She did the investigation well, there was a, a year too, but after. Let's talk about let's talk going about what's happening to, now, uh, Going to it, yeah, let's but she, you're right. She now. went on one whistleblower. Now we have many. So I, I mean, yeah, we've we had can, one of the whistleblowers on this program, Congressman. But what at the heart of this, yeah, sure. there were already three congressional investigations happening. So does this inquiry, from your understanding, grant you any new powers? What can you do differently? Now that it's gone from three investigations and a special counsel separately at the DOJ, what is different now that it's actually an impeachment inquiry? Well, I think that now we are going to want to see the actual bank records. I mean, you can once subpoena we those have a credible, longstanding FBI informant saying that uh, that a, a Ukrainian oligarch has given $5 million directly to the president in addition to the $5 million to Hunter, when we have uh, multiple correspondence of Hunter complaining of paying uh, his father's bills, when we see shell companies in the name of grandchildren, uh, we're going to want credit card receipts. We're going to want tax returns. Did they pay taxes on that money? We're going to but want bank records. But you had subpoena records. power and last we know week. That you had all it three months I mean, ago. That's what I'm question, confused about here. That, but to, to answer your question, all of those things are going to end up in the courts. We know that's where that's going to go. Uh, and at the end of the day, this inquiry gives us greater standing in court rather than just, say, the Ways and Means Committee asking for it. This is part of a formal impeachment require, inquiry. It historically holds greater standings. We think uh, our judicial system and we hope will give it greater weight and that will get transparency for the American people. Well, you already have subpoena power now. I mean, this is something other Republican colleagues of yours and I have talked about. This is something you could have done, these subpoenas you could have issued months ago. You've already actually issued other bank records. But when you look at this inquiry itself, is there any chance that it doesn't turn into a full impeachment in your view? Yeah, but I mean, yeah, we're issuing subpoenas, I mean, but they're getting blocked and tackled uh, and objected to at, at every turn. And we think when You've we start going- You've gotten a ton going, of access I mean, we to have, bank records. We have, that we, have, we have whistleblowers that are self-described Democrats, longstanding civil servants saying they were not allowed to even look into the tax records when you have evidence of uh, taxes not being paid on millions of dollars. That's an internal investigation, much less a congressional one. So we have no confidence that we're going to have a cooperative DOJ. Uh, we have no co uh, evidence that we're going to have a cooperative White House. We know this is going to go they, to the courts, and okay, we know well, historically they have been that an cooperating in the sense that standing. you've seen the suspicious activity reports. I, we have interviewed House Oversight members who went to the Treasury Department and saw that there's been conversations between Chairman Comer and the Justice Department. But for you yourself, when you're talking about the evidence that you say you've seen, and for those listening at home, have you seen anything that directly ties President Biden and shows that he profited? from his son's foreign business dealings. We have his son complaining to his relatives about how many of his father's bills he's having to pay with these illicit gains. Have uh, you we seen have a direct evidence that President Biden profited? We have it. Well, I mean, but, but Caitlin, the point of the inquiry is to give us greater standing 
to get the full evidence. If we get full cooperation, if they say we have nothing to hide and give it to us and we don't see anything, then that's where the facts lead us. So you're but saying right it may now, not lead to an actual like impeachment if you those, don't get more evidence. We need to, we need to, we, we're going to follow the facts. We're going to do this responsibly. Uh, but <laughs> I mean, it's pretty astounding to me that when you have, again, civil servant, longstanding whistleblowers, not one, as but you've already we interviewed those whistleblowers. Of Trump, but we have many. You already uh, had the ability to talk to them. They weren't allowed access to. They weren't allowed access to records. We haven't been allowed access to records. And what this inquiry will do, hopefully, is give us greater standing in the courts to get those records. I mean, you're acting as though the the Department of Justice, the IRS, and others have given us everything that we asked for. They haven't. Nor did they give internal investigators what they asked for. That's why they became whistleblowers. Well, it's a legislative purpose when you ask for this stuff. They have turned over a lot of bank records. We've heard Chairman Comer talk about it. And still, despite that, we have not seen direct evidence. We'll see what this inquiry leads to. Congressman, thank you very much for your time tonight.